the very same people who are saying that Donald Trump can't win are the very same people who said he couldn't win in 2016. This is the warning. Welcome to another Ask Me Anything session. This is our second one. And if you continue to enjoy them, we'll keep them going. We've gotten hundreds of questions, and I'm going to answer some of them right now. The question is, what needs to be done to get Biden elected? Well, the simplest answer to that question is, President Biden must secure 270 electoral votes in order to be reelected president of the United States. The last election, he won by 44,000 votes across three states. This election will likely feature more than two candidates that are capable of getting over 30% of the vote. So functionally, this will be a three-way race. And that's why it's so important for the Biden team to understand the situation that was faced by Harry Truman in 1948. Harry Truman was faced with the position where there were in effect three Democrats running for president against one Republican, Thomas Dewey. And so there's a famous newspaper headline that says Dewey defeats Truman. And later there's a picture of Harry Truman holding that Chicago newspaper from the back of the Ferdinand Magellan rail car number one, gloating, happy, having been reelected. Harry Truman had a candidate, Henry Wallace, a former vice president under FDR running to his left, and he had Strom Thurmond, the South Carolina segregationist, running to his right. This was all part of the mosaic of the Democratic Party. And in the end, Harry Truman won the game playing with the deck as it was dealt. Now, specifically, what Joe Biden has to do is he has to bring the fight to Donald Trump. He has to push the MAGA movement outside the mainstream of Americanism. Corporate media in America has covered the MAGA movement and has covered the rise of Donald Trump for the last seven years through a couple of different prisms. The first was a profit opportunity. The chairman of CBS News once made it clear, Trump may be terrible for America, but he's great for CBS. And he was great for Fox. And he was great for CNN. And he was great for MSNBC. All the while, these networks normalized behavior and refused to call his dogma, his ideology, what it actually is, which is fascism. So Joe Biden will have to take the fight to Donald Trump by explaining eight years on what this is and the madness that is exploding around the country. Just look at the Republican MAGA party in Congress in the last 48 hours. They have strangled aid to Ukraine. They have strangled aid to Israel. They have attempted to impeach the Homeland Security Secretary. There is an uprising against Mitch McConnell. Everywhere you look in the Republican MAGA cabal, there is chaos. And it is a harbinger of the chaos that will come to the country preceding the catastrophe that is inevitable 
should Trump win? And that's what the race must be about. Joe Biden must convince the American people at 82 years old that he is ready for four more years and that Donald Trump is simply an unacceptable alternative. And the Biden campaign has to acknowledge something. There are a lot of people, me included, who are deeply, and I mean deeply unhappy, about voting to reelect an 82-year-old president. Yet, that is the only choice we have as good Americans. So Joe Biden, more than most, is going to have to court openly and honestly an unhappy electorate that will be with him, but also deserves some acknowledgement from him. Here's a question, and I think it's a really important one. If we want Biden to win the general election, wouldn't it be better for Trump to be the GOP candidate rather than Nikki Haley? This is important to be honest about, and it represents one of the Biden team's greatest derelictions during the entire course of his presidency. And what I'm about to say is beyond any dispute. There are literally a hundred quotes from Biden administration officials saying three things, all of them anonymous, of course. One, that Donald Trump is the candidate that Biden is best matched against. Two, that Donald Trump is the candidate that Democrats want because he's the easiest for Biden to beat. And number three, Biden beat him once so he can beat him again. All of this ignoring, of course, the unprecedented threat that Donald Trump poses to the American way of life. The most irresponsible, conceivable position to have in American politics is to root for Donald Trump to advance closer to power so he can be defeated there. Trump is a menace and a danger, and it should be the focus of all who stand in opposition to him to oppose him at the furthest point from political power as possible. The fact that Donald Trump would be the Republican nominee again for the third election cycle in a row, and again after inciting an insurrection and paralyzing the country's politics, inciting insanity across America, weakening our standing abroad, dividing us at home, the idea that anybody would cheer him on so their candidate, their guy, their preferred person could beat him because he's the easiest guy to beat and Trump could never get elected again. I think it's the most irresponsible position there is in American politics. And let me be clear about this. The very same people who are saying that Donald Trump can't win are the very same people who said he couldn't win in 2016. And I was never one of those people. In fact, I was the first person when he came down the escalator and the whole of corporate media said he was a clown and a joke. 
who said no, he could win. He could be the Republican nominee. And later, when he was racking up victory after victory, I was among the first to say he is winning, he's going to win, and he could be president. And he did become president. And the catastrophe that followed is a historic one. There is a dogma in American politics that is formed by repetition. And the repetition is that the American political system is immune from disruption, that the two political parties, a duopoly, will permanently enjoy that duopoly in perpetuity, that somehow the political parties are constitutional, which they're not. The political parties in the country have been failing for a long time. Both are held in low esteem by the American people. And the fastest growing party in America is declined to state or independent. So could an American patriot run as an independent and win the presidency? Absolutely. Are there impediments to that? 100%. Will it happen in 2024? It will not. But could it happen in 2028? Could it happen in 2032? It could. And let me tell you the scenario by which it is most likely to happen. Nobody talks about what happens to the Democratic Party if it's defeated by Trump. My view is if the Democratic Party loses a presidential election to Donald Trump in 2024, the party will be destroyed. Who amongst the Democratic leadership will be the first to say that an independent candidacy is a spoiler? A spoiler of what at that point? Because there will be nothing left to spoil. There will only be a country to rescue. And the Democratic Party would have demonstrated its incapacity to compete on that field. So therefore, people who want to see a restoration of American democracy, American pluralism, American decency, will have to look outside or will be open to looking outside that system to find a candidate who can lead an American restoration. The question is, what can we do about all of the false media information? Um, nothing. There's nothing that you can do. There are thousands of stories uh, that have been written where I have been featured and quoted in the story. There have been a lot of profiles written about me over the years. There are factual errors, simple ones, but ones that drive me crazy in every story. The fact is, it doesn't matter. The New York Times, the Washington Post, Vanity Fair, the overwhelming majority of stories that you read from the most respected news outlets are riddled with error all the time. Though misinformation is different, just outright lies. And we see that. We see it on Fox News. We see it on Newsmax. We see it on OAN. The president of the United States, Donald Trump, lied to the American people, a documented 30 
5,000 times. So until the American people are ready to sort fact from fiction, are ready to put in the effort to know what is real, what is not, to do the homework, the country's going to be plagued by an inability to tell what is true, what is false, what is up, what is down, what is red, what is blue. And, and there's a simple issue connected to this, and it's this. Can democracy survive uh, in a country uh, where nobody can distinguish fact uh, from delusion? Nobody can tell the truth from the lie? And the answer is no. So this isn't a political issue. This is a whole society problem. Uh, when the truth collapses, dictatorships rise. And that is one of the central lessons of the 20th century and of modern history. Uh, the truth is essential in a democracy. And there is no healthy democracy that countenances and tolerates the level of lying that has become routine in American politics and reported across the American media. The question is, what impact do you see for a U.S.-Canada relationship? The United States and Canada maintain the longest, peaceful, undefended border in world history, across which $1 trillion in annual trade flows. The Canadian-American relationship is sustained by family relationships, by marriage, by military partnership, by great sacrifices in the name of freedom, and also by common values. Donald Trump does not share Canada's values, and he does not share America's values. If he comes to power, he will come to power in America with an autocrat's heart, and that will be incompatible with Canadian values. So there will be inherent tensions between a Trump-led America and Canada, and also Trump is a protectionist, and he will do everything in every transaction to try to gain advantage against Canadian interests for the sake of America's interests. Trump is a zero-sum believer. He doesn't believe the two sides can both win. He believes that there is a winner and that there is a loser in every deal, in every transaction. And because of that, he doesn't understand the value of alliances and relationships forged by common history, shared values, and shared sacrifice. And so the Canadian-U.S. relationship and a Trump presidency will deteriorate. It will be strained. And Canada will have a hard time at times dealing with with a President Trump, who will more likely than not be looking south across the border towards Mexico, which will have an enormous problem should Trump be reelected, but will be good for Canada in that Trump isn't known for being able to cast his attention on several issues at once. Thank you for listening to my political commentary. If you like what you heard today, please also consider subscribing to The Warning daily newsletter on Substack. Our democracy hangs in the balance. The 2024 presidential election is the most consequential in America's history. It's not hyperbole. It's a fact. That is why the mission of The Warning with Steve Schmidt is to help readers orient to the currents that are shaping our times 
and the unseen forces driving politics that are very rarely discussed on cable news. Please sign up at Steve Schmidt, S-T-E-V-E-S-C-H-M-I-D-T dot substack dot com. Again, Steve Schmidt dot substack dot com or at the link in the show notes section below. Thank you to each and every one of you for listening and watching.